looks like we're running round two. We're back. Back again, guys. It's uh, The Rig, season two. We're, we're, we're rolling, man. We are, season man. Season two, episode two. Consistency, execution, all of those words that sound <laughs> important. <laughs> yeah, we're doing it. We're guys, doing it. it it's David and Steve, a.k.a. Pope Tart and the Dragon Slayer. Uh, and uh, so last last episode, we came to you with some vision, mission, and value stuff. And uh, we were talking mainly about our story. So talk about Steve, David, and CFN. Um, and today, what we wanted to talk to you guys about is how to do those things in your own life. Um, so we, again, in season one, we talked, we covered a lot of things, and a lot of times we boiled it back down to we got to know who we are, and we got to know what we value in order to make the decisions that align with our values. And so we wanted to take a step back um, to give you guys some tools to uh, analyze those things uh, in, in and for yourself. Um, and I think the first thing uh, that I want to call back to attention, so last episode, Steve brought up the fact that some of this stuff is going to have to go from unconscious to conscious. Yeah. So a lot of times we operate on autopilot um, and our habits are built in and we don't really ask or question why those habits and behaviors exist. Mm-hmm. Um, and now what we're going to do is we're going to ask you guys to start to analyze some of that stuff. And so a lot of this is going to ask for some self-awareness. A lot of this is going to ask for some, maybe some ability to reflect that you might not have done before. Uh, but we're hopefully going to distill it into some really simple, um, actionable um, uh uh, items, action right. items, there we go, yeah, uh, for you guys to apply um, and for you to start to look at yourself a little bit more analytically and your life a little bit more analytically so that you can um, derive some values and get yourself to a place which you have a vision that you're working towards um, and a mission that you're using to accomplish that vision. Yeah, um, and so we're going to start with values because I think that's where we have to start. Right. Um, as we mentioned in the last uh, podcast, um, so we, we have kind of, we, we, we kind of boiled down our values into strength, longevity, and freedom, but that wasn't where we started. Right. Like there was, there was the messy middle of like mm-hmm. trying to figure out exactly, you know, who David is and what David values and what yeah. that means in the world of what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and, and where we want to start with, start with you guys with this stuff, um, was that, that practice that we did, which was essentially what we did was we looked at, um, who has impacted us or what has impacted us um, and then start to write that stuff down. So if you're not somebody who likes to write, I apologize. But you're going to have to. You're going to have to. Whether that is a, you're going to uh, <laughs> put it in a... In a in speak a, it. Speak sp- it to Siri and do speak it. Speak it to Siri. You're going to put it into an Apple note or you're going to do it on a, a written journal or you're going to do it on a, a scrap sheet of paper. You're going to need one of those things for this next little bit because mm-hmm. this is this is foundational to what we're doing. Yeah, and... Um, the one thing that I'll say before we jump into this, because it's very important, I touched on it, you know, the last episode, and what I want people to be prepared for is you are going to start moving in a direction. You are going to start writing things down. And when you actually write it down and look at it, there's a funny story behind that that statement that we'll talk about another time. But <laughs> when you write it down and look at it, there's an awareness that's going to come to you where we talked about being like going from un- unconscious to conscious. The thing about awareness is once you're aware of something, you are you have a responsibility to do something about it. Yep. You can no longer claim ignorance. That's the, that's the that that uh, that is one of the hot buttons that I have is that we, we live in a world where people want to be ignorant 
or they feign off awareness yep. so they don't have to get in that uncomfortable space of doing something about it. Yep. So what you're going to do uh, when you start writing down and thinking about this stuff, what you value, be prepared because there are going to be people and things that pop up in your mind that are going to be on the opposite end of that value. Steve values this, Joe Schmo values that. How can we bridge the gap? And what you're going to realize is when, to some degree, I want to be cautious about this. You get to certain points in your life where someone values something you don't value. Or opposite to something you value. There's a divide that's created. And then you have to begin measuring that divide and the time you spend in that environment, Yep. right? If I value my health and I have a friend that does not value their health, there's only so much time I can spend with that person because then it becomes a a temptation or a threat to me living my life how I want to live. And or you're just going to be constantly in friction with that person. Exactly. Now you're going to at least be aware of why that friction exists and be be able to say, that's okay, I don't need to talk to them about these things Mm -hmm. because... it's not, not important to them. Yeah, and you're going to have to change how you operate yes. is essentially what yeah. uh, I, I wanted to make people aware of. So. Yeah, absolutely. So so once you guys, hopefully you have your uh, note pulled up, your notes pulled up on your phone. Uh, I don't know, Evernote? Is that what people on Androids use? Androids. <laughs> <laughs> you, you got your whatever note software <laughs> you like to use on your computer or your phone, uh, or you have a scrap sheet of paper, your journal out, whatever it might be. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to walk you through this this practice to determine what our values are. Mm-hmm. So the first thing that you're going to do uh, is you are going to jot down five to ten individuals, people, who have been most impactful to, de- to developing you to who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, I think some of the, the, the easiest or the, the most uh, typical in this place would be parents, mm-hmm. um, maybe coaches growing up, maybe yeah. some mentors that you had either through church or through school, mm-hmm. teachers. Um, people who positively impacted you in some way, you don't need to know why. Right. At this point, you're just listing individuals. Um, so like for me, I, I wrote down my mom. Mm-hmm. I wrote down my dad. I wrote down, uh, so I did trombone lessons growing up. I wrote down my, my, my coach, my teacher for that was Carl Prather. Um, I wrote down some of the people who were impactful to me in the fitness community. So Elliot Hulse came to mm-hmm. mind. Uh, I, I wrote down some individuals who were impactful to me in the spiritual community. So like uh, uh, Mike McCarg, uh, Michael Gunger, the, the liturgist, like those, I, I wrote down those people. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, five to 10, it doesn't need to be like every single person you've ever interacted with that was positive in your life. Right. But think about thinking about the five to 10 most influential people to who you are um, and how you got to where you are currently. Yeah. And, and while you're doing that, I'll use this as an opportunity to just share uh, some of my stuff because I feel yeah. like this activity, um, this is one of those that if you're comfortable enough, it, it's really fruitful if you do it with someone else yeah. that you trust um, because you got to realize you're going to start working through stuff. When I first did this, there was nobody I could think of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, nobody influenced me at all. Like it was whatever, <laughs> yeah. you know, um, but that was because it was associated with uh, the thing I, uh, we're prone to do, which is the negative. Um, and that's also important, too, because you realize these influences are positive and negative. And I don't mean like the negative ones cause you to be negative as much as they also shape you yeah. into the opposite direction yep. um, as well. So uh, for me, you know, when I wrote mine down, um, you know, my mom was one of them. Yep. Um, I had uh, a lot of coaches, but two 
um, coaches specifically, um, you know, Coach Campbell and uh, oh, he was actually a teacher, Mr. O'Leary uh, in high school, um, Mrs. Anselmo, uh, my eighth grade teacher. And, um, you know, then it was, um, you know, as I'm, as I'm thinking about it, I'm drawing a blank because, you know, there was one, um, my, uh, I guess, Father Paisius, who's a monk now yeah. um, at the church, uh, my Orthodox church I grew up in. And then, um, you know, just uh, I, I guess I would say um, I pick up these little things. Uh, my father, um, although there was a lot of controversy around he, he and I's relationship, um, you know, there was one particular thing that I did take from him uh, that helped shape my identity um, the things I value. Um, so, and, and so I think what Steve is absolutely saying is, is, is beneficial. And I think that maybe even thinking about it as two different lists. So thinking mm -hmm. about, uh, five to 10 people who, who maybe impacted you positively. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then another list of five to 10 people who maybe impacted you. It will be a positive impact, but they may be, they may be you at a certain point in your life, you saw them as a detriment, right. um, or they showed you how you didn't want to be. Exactly. Um, and so you have these two lists. Um, and, and you're, you're hopefully maybe pausing this podcast in order mm -hmm. to do this because we're not going to just sit here. Right. <laughs> it's silence and maybe put some like, some nice doo -doo 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 uh, kind of music on while you we'll do get, it. We'll get good enough one day to do that, but right now we're not, <laughs> we're not there yet. So, uh, so you're, you're going to, and, and honestly, this is going to take a while. And mm -hmm. so what Steve said is likely going to happen, uh, to you, which is the, you're going to start to write things down and you're going to be like, well, I don't think I, anybody has positively impacted me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this might be something that you sit with. So you might listen to this entire podcast and you might sit with this for 24 hours. You might mm -hmm. sit with this for an entire week. Uh, but start to think about who has impacted you the most in your life um, and who has helped shape you into the individual that you are. Right. Um, once you have those two lists, then we're going to start <clears throat> talking about what you learned from those people. Right. Um, and so I mentioned a few of them for me. So my mom, mm -hmm. uh, one of the biggest things that I learned from my mom, and I learned several things and, and th th these things will probably be, you'll like, I learned, I learned the same thing from several people. Mm -hmm. And like, typically the more you see something modeled to use uh, Steve's term from our last podcast, the more you see something modeled, the more likely you are to uh, exhibit that characteristic. So right. that, if, if that <clears throat> happens, that's perfectly fine. Uh, but one of the takeaways for me from my mom was unconditional love. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I didn't necessarily get to that the, the two words of unconditional love right away. Um, what I kind of, what I kind of started with was, was how she taught me to be. Um, and that was like, it was essentially to make sure that, uh, she always made me know that she cared, cared about my success and well being above all things. Mm -hmm. And no matter what happened, she was going to love me in the, in, yeah. in the outcome. So regardless of if I succeeded or failed, regardless if I finished first or if I finished last, or if I had to withdraw, regardless if I got an A on a test or an F on a test, she loved me. Mm -hmm. uh, and that was a huge takeaway for me from from that relationship in my life right. was a realization that that helped shape me into who I am today. Mm -hmm. um, as I mentioned my dad. Um, I learned the same thing from him. However, I also learned some negative things from my dad. Mm -hmm. So my dad was a an individual, regardless of, regardless of the why, he always found himself doing other, like doing various things and he would stick with something uh, for a little while and then he would jump off course and go a different route. Mm -hmm. I saw that as a negative. Yeah. 
there are positives to it. And this is where if we had Jason on this podcast, he can uh, talk about his his qualities as the, the, the type seven on the Enneagram, the enthusiast who likes to the to be the quick start and to, to jump around to different things that are exciting mm-hmm. and optimistic optimistic. But there's also the opposite side of that that's beneficial, mm-hmm. which is staying with a project to completion. Right. Um, and so I, I learned from my dad that I'm going to be consistent. Um, and I'm going to be disciplined in my execution. Mm-hmm. Um, that things are not done until they're done, and then I, I see things through to the till they're finished. Yeah. Um, and a lot of that also, like I, I, I learned how to learn from my dad. Right. Um, in the almost the opposite. So he would learn a tremendous amount about mm-hmm. a, a little a one thing. And so I like in the, it, he he loved stamps. He loved um, like uh, target shooting, yeah. video games, and he could tell you everything that there was to know about the ins and outs of each one of those things because he liked to learn so much about that one individual thing. He would like telescope down into it yeah, or microscope down into it, whatever it is. He would dig down yeah. deep into that tunnel. I know what you meant. And then once he lost interest, he'd jump to the next thing. Yeah. And I saw that as, as something that I didn't want to do in my life. I wanted to learn the thing and I wanted to stick with the thing and maybe draw corollaries to other other things I was learning uh, but not jump off course right. so that was the discipline that was the consistency that was the realization that uh, the hard work is needed to see some sort of uh, some sort of meaningful project come to fruition mm-hmm. um, my take on this and I'll go through my list um, but what I want to double back to real quick because the reason I was kind of struggling to put the words to the people who influenced me is because um, given the instability that I experienced in my life, what I found myself doing was being uh, very observant and opening myself up to learning from everything. You know, you hear people say like, there's something to learn from every person um, if you allow yourself to. And, And I'm a big advocate of that. So there was a lot that I learned from my environment. There was a lot I just learned from people through observation, not like a direct thing that happened to me as much as like, because I'm, my eyes are open, I'm seeing stuff and learning stuff and watching patterns and um, develop this ability to, right, just be observant and really see who a person is based on what they're doing and not what they're saying, right? Because I'm a firm believer that uh, people only hear what you do. Right. Like you could say whatever you want to, but they hear what you do because that's the true tell all. So um, as I wrote wrote my list, some of this was just through my experiences in terms of observation and seeing how things worked um, and framing the things I value. So um, I don't know if this is any particular order. It looks like it. But, um, you know, I I have seven. Right. And, And and. This is good for people to understand, too, because our last episode, we talked about like one individually. Yeah. You usually are going to have a list. Some people would say anywhere from three to ten. Yep. Uh, my list is kind of across, um, as, as I list them out, you'll see they're kind of um, different themes and concepts. Yep. And these are the things that apply in different areas of my life. But um, I have, um, I value human life. Yep. Um, I value family. Um, dedication and slash commitment, loyalty, truth and honesty, uh, confrontation. And, uh, you know, I put only given so much time, I value time. Yeah. Um, and like I said, some of those were things that I picked up from those individuals I listed. Some were just going through life living, experiencing different stuff and realizing how much 
I had to grow to value my time. When I realized that was the one resource I cannot replenish, I started looking at it differently. Um, yeah. Confrontation, not, you know, there's such a negative kind of connotation with that word, but I found that that is the most clear and direct path to problem solving, um, whether that's relationships, whether that is, uh, you know, some kind of fear-based thing, like I'm going to confront it, uh, I'm going to grow from it. I'm going to move on. Um, you know, family. I learned that through my experience in corporate America, working like a dog, always gone from home, thought I really cared about money and realizing I, family is above and beyond more important to me than any other material thing. Yeah. Um, so those are the things that hopefully as you work through this, this, this exercise, you start taking and realizing and, and be prepared also for some emotional reaction to some of these oh, things. Yeah. When you start thinking about, um, you know, for a while, when I when I thought about my relationship with my father, there was such a um, strong emotional reaction to it. And it's and it takes time to process through that. It's it, it, I kid you not. Uh, my father, the one thing I can just hang, you know, his hat on was he always told me I was a king. Uh, in the sense of, um, you know, from maybe maybe a spiritual standpoint or, um, you know, you, when you're coming from like the environment we come from, it's powerful to hear those words because you're not around that stuff. But he spoke greatness into you. Yeah, like you're not around this, you know, model of greatness in this environment where people lift you up. It's, it's, it's very dog eat dog. So. That was powerful for me because when I was hitting my low points, there was always this voice and this reference of my mind that I'm not supposed to be here. And I've seen people fall and stay down and never get up because they, they get in that moment and they don't have a reference of greatness. They don't have a reference of any kind of positive voice that says, get up and get your butt where you're supposed to be. Cause it's not here. Yep. Right. It's it, And, and those are the things that when I say, again, it took me time to work through the anger that I had towards my father to appreciate the fact that he at least did that, yep. you know, and, and I don't want people to just kind of blindly walk into this thing like, Oh yeah, I'm going to think about all this stuff and it's going to be fine. Yeah. There's some stuff that's painful that might come up when you think yep. about these things, Yeah, you know? And, uh, and, and and on that on that topic, so um, really, what we're talking about here is looking back in the past, mm -hmm. right? So this is reflection at this point. This is looking back to the the events and individuals who have shaped us into who we are today, um, into the things that we value today. Um, these are the things, and, and they might not be people that you know. And so right. I think some of these were, were individuals. Both of us that we knew personally. Mm -hmm. I mentioned several individuals, Elliot Hulse, uh, the individuals from the liturgists. I don't know those people, right? But I learned stuff from them. Mm -hmm. um, I learned about ways of operating and ways of being that were better than what I was currently doing or what yeah. I did at that point. When I learned about those things, that shaped who I became and who I who I how I operated after I learned or I met them or I was right. introduced to their ideas and their concepts. And so this could be a book that you read. Mm -hmm. This could be. Um, this could be uh, a religion, like this could be something that you learned from a uh, religious teaching. This could be yeah. something that you learned from. I would, I would, or I would, I would then push you to say, did you have somebody in your life who modeled those things? Like you learned about this way of being, and then you saw that way of being modeled by someone, 
and then see how that was, you know, how that was, uh, the, uh, it was like the, the signal was amplified because you learned about it and then you saw it in, uh, in the way yeah. of being. Um, and, and like, I think that I had 10 or 11 of these things. And so like, like Steve said, three to 10 is typically where you're going to find uh, a common thread amongst, so I asked you to list 10 to 20 people, right? Mm-hmm. So five to 10 positive, five to 10 quote unquote negative influencers. Yeah. Um, and then, and then writing out what it is that they they taught you to be or, or, or how it is that they influenced or impacted um, the way that you exist in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you'll probably be able to bucketize some of them. Um, and so if you end up with 20 indistinct or, dis- or sorry, distinct concepts, that's perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. But start to see if they're common threads. Right. So start to see if, uh, so like I had, um, for me, I had uh, some, some of mine came up with, one, of, one came up with the, 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 the art of practice or the mm-hmm. benefit of practice. Um, and then also I had the, di- the benefit of consistency and discipline. And those all kind of work together. Right. Right. And this is where it's like the idea of, of being dedicated to something. Mm-hmm. Dedication. Yeah. Um, and so I could, I could th- sum those things up in one word. Um, and one to two words I think is the easiest way to do it because it's simple. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it, this is, this is a, an exercise that is uh, only as useful as you make it simple. Right. Um, and so if you come up with 27 different values for yourself, mm-hmm. if you can remember 27 different values and you can, <laughs> and right. you can figure out how those things interplay, that's going to be beneficial. But what mm-hmm. we found here and why we have three strength, longevity and freedom summed up almost every single one that we yeah. came up with. Yeah. Um, and so I wanted to quickly go through some of the ones that we came up with here and then how we summarize those. So mm-hmm. we had, um, prioritization of self care. Um, we have the idea of process orientation, mm-hmm. um, the um, uh, embracing of growth mindset or embracing growth, um, and those all kind of those all kind of summed up into longevity. Right. Um, we had uh, the, the 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 value of extreme ownership, so taking ownership of everything that you do. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea that you need to earn things that 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 we don't just luck ourselves into situations; we earn everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also that we're stronger together. Right. Um, that that the idea of iron sharpening irons, and those kind of those kind of all roll up into the 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 value of strength. Mm-hmm. Um, then lastly, we had those the idea of liberating truths being greater than limiting beliefs. Um, we had the idea that being positively present and being present to the here and now is a beneficial thing and it's a, it's a freeing thing. Um, and then also the idea of abundance mentality, um, above scarcity mindset. And those kind of all roll up into the idea of, of freedom. Right. Um, and so the idea, if you can bucketize these things, so for me, it's a lot easier to remember strength, longevity, and freedom. Mm-hmm. And then understanding that there are the subcategories underneath yeah. or however you want to put them out there. Um, but again, simple is always going to be the, the easiest to remember and the easiest for you to sit there in everyday life and say, how do these things play in line with strength, longevity, and freedom? How do mm-hmm. these play in lines with um, live, learn, and laugh? How do these right. play in line in terms with whatever those values are? Um, and then you can kind of take every decision you make and every experience you have or every, every uh, future experience that you might have through that lens. Yeah. Um, and you can start to... Um, you can start to align yourself and your actions with those values. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it, you can even look at this from the standpoint of like, my mom taught me that uh, I will always be loved regardless of how I act. So then I turn that around and I say, I will, re- I will love everyone regardless of how they act. Mm-hmm. So it, it turns into a, she taught me this from how she was, and that impacted me to act this way. Right. Um, and that's a, that, that can be a helpful way to, to mm-hmm. think about what it was that you learned from that individual as well. Yeah. And, and the thing uh, about the bucket, bucketizing or whatever word you just made up, <laughs> to uh, get that added into the dictionary. But um, 
how this, like you said, the future, the vision that you create from these values. Um, again, you start to see this overlapping of principles, right? So when I look at mine uh, from the strength window, the iron sharpens iron. If you came into my household, right? This isn't these aren't just words that we come because you know if you and for my folks listening, uh, we talk about doing this individually. This is people do this for their household, yeah. right? Because you got to understand like the household is, and I'm not saying it's a business, but it it is an organized entity. It's a unit. It's, it's a, a unit. It's an organization. So, so when we're talking about like like it, it should have guiding principles. Yep. And, and and that's why I want you to start framing it out. I want you to think about, do, do we live by any kind of thing in our house? Yeah. If you come to the Redmond household, you know, the stuff that we're teaching, you know, our daughters, we're already at an age appropriate level talking to them about extreme ownership, right? Like taking ownership of your stuff, um, you know, earning things in, in a sense of, you know, whether it's chores, whether it is, you know, doing whatever it is, like getting them out of this expectation that stuff is just going to be given to you just because. Not to say we don't give them gifts and stuff like that, but we speak to them about this stuff. Yep. Um, being stronger together, we talk to them about how strong family is and family is the only thing that is going to be your friends, right? We, we're going through this little phase where our girls have a bad habit of, um, being mean to each other when their friends are around. We're not having that. Like, cause your sister, she's going to be there when your little friend isn't, or your little friend gets some more for some different friends yeah. and teaching them, planting these seeds of these things with the expectation and hope that as they get older and we continue to talk to them about these things, this is now a model in the way that they live their life. Yeah. Um, they're always going to take, they're never going to make an excuse. We won the game. We lost the game. I didn't do well on the test because I didn't study enough. Yep. Not, well, the teacher did this or yep. it. No, 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 no. We're going to take ownership. Yep. We're not going to be victims. We're not going to be victims. We're not going to make up excuses and deflect and put the blame on somebody else. We're going to own. We're going to own whatever it is yep. and we're going to deal with it. And that is what you know hopefully you can create with this or you can start to identify the lack or uh maybe you have some of this stuff in place you just didn't have language for it yep. you know and, and it's powerful because you, you mentioned modeling which will another episode come in and talk more in depth about the importance yep. of modeling yep. right like why is that important what does it mean and how does it impact your life so yep. <clears throat> and then so 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 values uh, in, in order to kind of figure out where we currently are, we mm -hmm. look back at our past. Right. Vision is all about, as the word sounds like, looking at the future. Mm -hmm. and I mentioned that earlier. It's about the future state, of where you're going, or where you want it, where you want to eventually be, the destination. Right. That future state that you want to accomplish, um, and you can kind of look at it two ways. Uh, and you can look at it from the standpoint of like, if I don't act in line with my values, what future consequence could come to be? You could also look at it if I act in line with my values, mm. what future what future benefit would come to be. Yeah. Um, and so we have the, the our values of strength, longevity, and freedom. Mm. With the 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 if we act in line with these values, a tribe of strong, healthy human humans living life on their terms 
is the future state that will come to be. Mm-hmm. Um, a- as you are as you are making that leap from the past to the future, thinking about what it is that you want to accomplish with your time that you have here on this earth. How do you want that to impact the world around you? Um, how do you want it to impact your family? How do you want it to impact your work life? How do you want it to impact impact your friends? How do you want it to impact your people you interact with at church? Your your all your spheres of influence. How how do you want those things to be based upon your values? Yeah. Um, and if you live into those values, are they going to impact mm-hmm. the future the way that you want them to? Right. Um, and the vision I don't think necessarily needs to be this overly complicated series of paragraphs. It could be, mm-hmm. um, but again, I think simplicity is. Is, is key here. Yeah. So I think our, our vision statement is, I don't know, 11 words? Yeah, somewhere around 11. A, a tribe yeah. of strong, healthy humans living life on their terms, 11 words. Yeah. Right? And so this is the idea that I can memorize that, right? And then it becomes a matter of like, okay, I filter, again, my, my daily actions through the lens of, does this in fact get to the point of accomplishing the vision? I can filter, mm-hmm. so th- this is now, we're talking about another organization, the business here. Um, I can filter the businesses operations through that same lens of will it accomplish the vision or is it is it is it living into getting us to that vision um from personal standpoint um my my uh my vision is a uh, a future state that involves humans not self-limiting themselves Uh so is 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 me unconditionally loving people play into that that vision of that future state i think yes um, does my my belief that people have a tendency to self-limit themselves or to have limiting beliefs, and do I think that liberating liberating truths are stronger than that? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That was a Michael Hyattism. So that was a that was something I took away from a book that I read, um, uh, Five Steps to the Best Year Ever by Michael Hyatt, which I think is a great book if you're somebody who's trying to trying to go through this for yourself. Mm-hmm. There's tremendous value in looking into to other resources, and if you guys are interested in some of those resources, Steve and I can absolutely give them to you. But making sure that. Those those values and vision align with each other. That's this 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 concept of aligning the V's, right? Making sure that everything aligns, because if it doesn't, we probably need to make a change. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's a vision of you have a vision for the future that's different than your quote unquote current values, we're probably missing something in the past that we looked at. Right. Uh, if your current values don't align with the future vision that you have, we also need probably need to realign or think about what our vision actually is for the future and how we want that future state to be. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, so once we have this idea of this, this, this future state, we come back to the present because, mm-hmm. of, you know, the idea that the only moment that we have is that we can't impact is the present. Right. Um, we can only do something in the here and now. We can't change anything about the past. We technically can't change anything about the future except for how we act here and now, the decisions that we make here and now, the behaviors mm-hmm. and habits that we have here and now through relationships, through um, your daily activities. And that's where we come to our mission statement. Right. And we're not going to get overly in-depth about the creation of this mission statement. Um, I do think, again, simplicity is key. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think that it needs to have some sort of idea of what is the conflict or battle that you're fighting on a daily basis. Um, what, is it that you're, what is it that you're finding yourself overcoming? And I think this is where you mentioned experiences earlier. And experiences are foundational, to, in, in my mind, to creating your vision and your mission. Yeah. Everybody's experiences are going to be individualized. There's going to be there's going to be broad general brushstrokes of like people who come from the United States are going to have different experiences, but somewhat similar experiences than an individual who comes from the Middle East. Right. However, 
when you take those experiences and you distill them down to I want the world to be this way or I want the world to be that way or I want myself to be this way or that way, how do we need to act in order to make that thing happen? Mm-hmm. Um, and so in looking at experiences, um, looking at how do we need to act, looking at what is the conflict that you are, what is the battle that you're fighting or the conflict that you're trying to overcome in order to achieve that future state. Yeah. Um, and that's going to be the first part. You're going to then tie that into the vision, which is the destination. Where do you want to go? So like what battle are you overcoming to go somewhere? Right. Um, and then lastly, looking at, uh, uh, I missed my, my notes. Oh, yeah, the stakes, right? Yeah. So we talk about what, what are the things that can go right or wrong? Mm-hmm. So if we are talking about uh, some sort of future state that's negative or some sort of future state that's positive, mm-hmm. um, that's what we're talking about. The right. stakes of what could go right, what could go wrong. Um, well, you put those three things together and you get your mission statement. Mm-hmm. On a daily basis, you're going to act in accordance with that thing. Yeah. Based upon your values, your past. So I got my hands in the air for those of you who are not here talking right. with me and Steve. I got myself in the present, and that's my mission. I, I based that upon my my past as I look to the future. I looked at the past and my values. I, I forecasted that forward to the, the future of my vision. And in the here and now, I have my mission. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And the one thing that I want to, uh, again, help people work through this thing. I want you to I want you to be able to work through it. Don't make this something that... You, you get, uh, you know, from my perfectionists out there that want the perfect words and it's got to blah, blah, blah. Like, this is about you. And when you're going through this stuff, right, you're looking at your values, you're, you're thinking about the vision, um, you're, you're putting together some kind of mission based on these things. Uh, because, again, like I said in the last episode, if you don't have a vision or a mission, you might not have any direction in your life for sure, you know, and, and it's going to be hard to live life on your own, own terms if you don't know where you're going or what you want. So um, I just reworked in my head as I'm listening to David talk the, the Redmond household uh, mission and you can look it up and there's differences on should the mission be this way? Should the vision be this, all of this, but, but my mission, our mission is to be, Strong, responsible, God-fearing people. And with that, what you have to understand is there is another level to this thing because now that I know what my mission is, I can create now my action steps. If I'm supposed to be strong, and we talked about before all the different ways that I need to be strong, now I have a framework to build out action steps. Responsible. Let's just use me as I I have to be responsible as a husband. I have to be responsible as a father. I have to be responsible as a a professional. Now all the roles that you exist in. Now I can build out strategies and action steps for that. Um, God-fearing. What does that mean? If it means this to me, then that means there's action steps. There's strategies to it. And that's why this is important is because once I can now frame this out, I know what I wake up and do every day. Yep. I know who I have to be. Yep. I know like, and, and that's the importance of it. So don't get caught up in the weeds of the process and lose sight of the, the actual end goal, because it's very easy to get stuck on which values mean the most. And well, I think this is, but I feel this, yep. write it down, get it on paper. It's going to take time 
but you got to start somewhere. Yeah. Right. It, this is not something that, you know, for CFN, we came up with in one take. It took mm. us quite a bit of time <laughs> of rewriting it, writing it again. Is this, this it? Shooting holes in it, scrapping it, coming up with another one. Yeah. It took time for us to come up with our individual um, vision and mission. Yeah. Um, it's going to take time for you to do this stuff. But I assure you at the end of it, no matter how you come to your mission, no matter how you identify the values or, or, or the vision, when you do it, you are going to then be able to look at your life and then start cleaning the table. Well, I don't need that anymore. Yep. I don't need this. I'm spending way too much time doing here and it's not taking me the direction that I actually want to go. Yep. And that's the, that's the purpose of this is being able to clear your plate, clear your table of all of the BS and the extracurricular stuff that's not serving you any purpose. Yep. And then devote your energy and your time to the thing that's going to help you achieve your ultimate goal. 100%. So I said aligning the V, so aligning our values with our vision, and that's what a mission statement is supposed to do. Um, and I think that what Steve said is absolutely imperative. So we have all this stuff written down, and the last step is literally to look at your schedule, to look at your bank account, because I think it's one of those things, those, those the cliches of tell me what you tell me what you value, um, and then I can tell you about whether or not you actually value those things based upon where you spend your time and where mm -hmm. you spend your money. Yeah. And if, if, if where you are spending your time and money don't align with those things, you're going to be setting yourself up for that existential angst I mentioned in the last oh, episode. Yeah. You're going to be setting yourself up for this feeling of hitting your head into a wall and never going anywhere. Mm -hmm. Or you're setting yourself up for the set my ladder against the wrong building. Oh, snap. Now I got to go figure out, yeah. do I really want to be on this building? I guess I am because I'm already up this ladder. Mm -hmm. um, it, it gives you the ability to set your life in the direction that you want to. Mm -hmm. And to, again, take those actionable steps to get you in that, to where you want to be. Because it's about freedom. It is. Right. Uh, I, I'm hoping, and I don't say this in a mean way, um, you know, for the people who don't know me, for the people who do know me, I, I think you'll it'll resonate differently. But I hope it hurts a little bit. Because there's a, there's a lot of people running around saying they care about family, but they're spending 75 hours a week at work. Yep. And what they're actually doing is they're providing a way of life for their family. And with there's, the no, there's the no time spent there. Yeah. So now family or my father or mother loving me is based on what they give me and not how much time they invest in me. Yeah. Now, <laughs> I'm not questioning anybody's parenting skills. But if you actually care about the time you spend with your kids and your wife or your husband or whoever, and you're spending that much time working, eye-opening, yep. right? Oh, damn. I, not, and, and again, there's the conflict. There is the now awareness of, okay, well, this isn't actually what I, I meant or I actually do value the time and seeing my family and loving my family and I've had this all wrong. Yep. And it starts to frame out the clearer picture of the rat race that we're talking about. Right. When you start writing down this stuff and then you start having to uh, create your, your word congruency yep. between here's what I'm saying and here's what I'm doing. Like I said, there's some emotional responses that come with that. Yep. But the, the, the whole key is clarity and pressing towards the actual life you want to have. If you want to work 85 hours a week and you know that's what you want to do and that's what you're doing and you're okay with that, God bless you. Yep. Go do it. Yep. But if you're thinking you're doing, you're modeling something yep. and you're not, 
you got to wake up right now. It's time to reassess. It's time yeah. to become uh, a little bit more self-aware and, and, and conscious of that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and so what Steve touched on there um, is actually going to be uh, where we go with this podcast after this episode. And that's going to be talking a little bit about who we need to be and how we need to act in order to accomplish the day-to-day mission to get us to the vision. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're going to be going over that in the next couple episodes. We appreciate you guys tuning in. Yeah. This is season two, episode two. We're out. Signing off.